and welcome back to Chicks and Balls, the podcast, a sports podcast by women about more than women's sport. Today, we've got another bonus episode, which is our full conversation with the incredible Katie Brown. Keely, Georgia and I were so excited to talk to her after the way that she emerged as such a loud and powerful voice in the media in response to the NRLW's season postponement. But what we didn't expect was just what a legend of a human she is. She was so inspiring to talk to. Her passion is really so engaging and um, infectious in a lot of ways. So we are really, really grateful to have had this chat with Katie and we know that you're going to love it just as much as we have. So it's over to her. Well, Katie Brown, thank you so much for taking the time out. Um, From what we've seen in the last week, you are a highly sought after woman um, because of all the amazing things you have to say. Uh, so, we, yeah, we appreciate you making the time and coming on Chicks and Balls. Um, we're so excited to, to hear all about you today. But we start every one of our interviews like this with a round of fast five questions to warm you up. And Keely is our fast five queen. Yes, yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So this first one is actually quite important because you ask everyone. It's very controversial. Do you put your sauce in the fridge or the cupboard? Yeah, it's... Definitely the fridge. <laughs> we are the anomaly. I know. We're the anomaly. We're the like more the- people we ask, the more we're realising that maybe we're the weird ones. <laughs> yeah, we're, you three. <laughs> we're, we're all cupboards. Weird. Anyway, um, what's, oh, your, what's your go-to pump-up song? Oh, Cardi B, probably. Um, anything Cardi B, but I love, I love, I like it. Yeah. yeah amazing. Yeah. Good that- one. And WAP at the moment because I... <laughs> feel like I can get the second verse almost down pat. Oh, amazing. <laughs> Look out, lockdown. Impressive. <laughs> um, it's like this day and age version of Super Bass. You know what yeah. it is? Like, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Oh. Um, did you have any pre-game rituals? Uh, I had to listen to Get Low by T-Pain because amazing. it kept running too high. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. That's that so, so good. good. Yeah. Um, it didn't work. <laughs> 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 um, favorite superhero? Oh, can Serena Williams be a superhero? Oh, like, yes. Absolutely. Any cartoons? Yeah, no, absolutely. Cool. Good one. That's actually the best answer that I've heard to yeah. that. That's great. <laughs> um, and favorite sporting movie? Oh, shivers. This could be a hard one. on the spot. Sorry. <laughs> I can't even think of a sporting movie in my head right now. Like, all I can think of is The Last Dance, and that's not even a movie. <laughs> it counts, though. No, that like, counts. If you want to go there. We'll, we'll pl- play on. Yeah, okay. Gosh, <laughs> should have done my research. If you, if you think of something, you <laughs> can come journalist. back to that. Okay. <laughs> all right, so now we'll get into it. Um, first of all, let's start at the beginning. Where did you grow up, and what role did sport play in your childhood? I grew up in Grafton on the North Coast, and... Um, Sport started since I can remember. I rode horses, oh, so I cool. I didn't actually like play a sport until I was mm, maybe fourteen, and I started playing netball because um yeah I was just like in the paddock with my horse all the time. <laughs> we didn't have a TV, so I kind of missed that childhood of yeah gonna go sit on the hill with my dad and watch the footy. Wow, so now yeah, I'm making okay. up for it. Yeah, no. I love that. Yeah, that is so not what I expected. Like that's a that's a different kind of start. It's interesting. Things, right? You and George can talk about were, horses because George. Yeah, has a were farm. you the horse girl at school? 
<laughs> I was a bit of a horse girl, yeah, but there was a yes, few of I us. Yes, I love that. So we like to be Yes, was being in Grafton. Oh, beautiful. See, yeah. that's making up for horse girl. I like that. <laughs> um, secondly, what athletes and sports reporters did you look up to and what teams do you support? Yeah, okay. Um, so Serena Williams, yeah. I she was like the only – real sport idol I had. I don't know why, but I love it and I'm so proud of it. Um, and I didn't start going for a rugby league team until I remember watching Jared Hayne in State of Origin. So then I went for the Eels. Uh, I go for the Titans and I play for South. So <laughs> I'm a lover, not yep. a fighter. Yep. Um, and then what else did you ask me? Athletes or, or reporters? Sp- yeah, or sports reporters. To? Oh, and Vonnie Sampson. Yeah. Yeah, Good yeah, one. yeah, yeah. She's She's – the bee's knees. Yeah, good one. Well, I guess off the back of that, how did you get into journalism? How did that all start? Um, I really, really wanted to be a PE teacher and then I had a gap year and came back, saw Jen Hawkins on TV and was like, oh, getaway looks fun. <laughs> um, Amazing. I went to buy my books at uni and um, I got to the counter and they were like, yeah, $1,200 or something. I'm like, you are kidding me. I don't want to learn about the human body. Um, so I went home and said to mum and dad, do you reckon I should be a journalist? And they were like, you go for it, girl. And I told my friendship group and they were like, you hate English. And I said, yeah, I do, but I'm going to do it anyway. And then I did it and I love it. That's so good. So good. That is – and it when it happens that organically, it's like, you know what, it, it must be like be meant to be I think when you hear people just go I'm just gonna give it a go and it's worked out so well for you so um we know you are you've done some stuff for like I've seen writing of yours on like nrl.com and now you're on sen what are like the multiple kind of arms of your journalism at the moment that you're you're working on um so sen's my main one and um I do some stuff for Neds, so I do oh. like um, kind of like Joel Kane and Sports Bet, but I'm like <laughs> a bit of a Neds girl. <laughs> and uh, I do their ground announcing for Parramatta Eels, but that's finished up. Oh, cool. Um, because of COVID. <laughs> I think that's all I do. <laughs> that's pretty good gig though. So that's it's all- great. <laughs> I was trying to like because um, after I left NRL, playing the footy thing was so great, working breakfast and then – um, I was supposed to do sideline commentary, but you can't do sideline yeah. when you're in lockdown. Yeah. So, but it's been, yeah, it's been such a fun change. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you're in a pretty unique position, as you said, that um, you play for South. While we have like a lot of retired female players who are in the media, you're probably the first maybe, I I could be wrong here, to have debuted while working in the media. And that's one of the pieces that I read of yours talking about, you know, why you made that decision to to pursue rugby league and um, how you got to to run out with the bunnies for the first time. Can you tell us a bit about, yeah, that journey? What was it like? It was super daunting because I'd always been a netballer and then yeah, I guess I just built up the courage one day because I had covered the women. I had so much respect and praise for what they were doing. Uh, and I knew Dean and Tasha. So I, I said, Dean, I have no idea how to play. Like, obviously love the game. Um, and he said, just come down to preseason. And I love preseason. Like, I, it's weird that I like being slaughtered in preseason. But So that was not a problem. But the problem was like, 
okay, this is this play and don't run so high and we're going to put her in the middle now to make her debut. So it was just like such a whirlwind. This year's been really fun because it's been um, more comforting, but that's why I did it. I just wanted to understand what the women go through. That's pretty brave. What was it like? Was So because you'd always play netball, was this like your first experience with full contact? Well, I played Aussie rules for a year. Oh, okay. um, yeah, up in Queensland and we went undefeated and we won the premiership and it was the best sporting year of my entire life. <laughs> winning is just the best. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> yeah. And then I really wanted to play Aussie rules again down here, but um, I worked for NRL, so that wasn't really a smart decision. So I had had a little bit of um, contact, but not just like shooting up off the line straight in front of a row of forwards and <laughs> being belted. <laughs> yes. Oh, my I, can, I can't even imagine. That makes me terrified just hearing it. But do you think it's brought a new perspective to how you report on, on the games or how you even talk to the athletes? Yeah, absolutely. Like the pros are so much higher than the cons of breaking my nose. Um, <laughs> it was, it's amazing. Like guys and girls message me asking me just diff. they just talk to you different and it shouldn't matter. But I knew when I came down that it did matter mm. because people are a bit skeptical. They're like, all right, she's a girl, she's young. She probably just wants to put her face in the camera. And I love that I work in radio because it's even more, uh, you need to know your stuff because you actually have to describe it. People can't just look at your face and forget that you've stuffed up. Mm. Um, So, yeah, that's probably why it's great. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So we'll now get into what's happened in, in the last week, you know, with the recent events around the postponement of the NRLW, what's been um, pretty amazing to, to watch, you know, for us just watching on social media, um, you, your voice has been so powerful and strong, particularly in your role on SEN to, to really, you know, raise how much of an issue that this is. So how did you feel when you first, Um, started hearing about what was happening with the competition last week? So I'd I'd known about it for a while um, and I just felt so frustrated and sad for the women. And maybe it is because I was involved so deeply in watching what a woman puts into play Um, and, and guys too, like men obviously put in so much to play and make the NRL. But that was what I think got to me on Friday when I did um, have my little spiel to the NRL because there was so much emotion and I was trying so hard to stick to the facts, but sometimes the, uh, the emotion gets in the way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think being a woman in meet, well, sports media as well, you face similar kind of conversations, even what you're saying, like people expecting particular things or, or expecting more of you because you're a woman. Um, that I and I think don't undersell it being this little spiel because that open letter I think was really really powerful. So I, I want to say thank you for that because for me it was a pretty amazing thing to watch. And on top of that, another amazing thing to watch over the weekend was the Instagram live you did with Alana Ferguson and Ali Brigginshaw. I was watching it um, in my bedroom and and I was coming in and out 
and Marley's like yelling. She's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%, like, so aggressive. <laughs> it was so funny, but brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Because, you know, I, I'm not an athlete and by far, like, cannot play sport. This is something about me. <laughs> I, I, but I love it. It doesn't stop me from loving it. And I it think doesn't matter. There's yeah. so many parallels to the journey of women in anything and the expectation of women anywhere impacting it everywhere. So that's why I think it's a bigger bigger story than just about sport even but in that particular Instagram live there were were a lot of things that Ali was saying in particular that surprised me about their experience like how did you feel having that conversation and um yeah what out of that do you think are the steps we need to to kind of take as fans and spectators I think you have to try and remove the gender from it and it's so hard to do because when you talk about it, everybody knows you're talking about women and you're right because we have to try so hard to not sound like this whingy, um, extreme feminist, but also if you don't make noise, nothing happens. So we need to, from here, financially, we need to compensate the women. And I think um, I've been trying to think of a line that can help resonate with a lot of men um, and women who are against it. But if you wouldn't treat your grandmother or your mother or your auntie or your sister or your daughter like that, then don't say those nasty things because who, like, who in their right mind would not want to be paid for a month? You know, like who 100%. would want to be lied to and disrespected? Yeah. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> and then repeatedly, it just got, it's just got old. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. We touched on it before and Marley said how grateful she is and I for sure echo that statement. And you have also touched on the fact that you've worked in sports media. You know how people can respond to, quote unquote, women in the media. Um, But regardless, your letter live on air was staunch and really cut through the bull. Um, Super brave thing to do because you have worked in media for so long and you do know how people can tend to respond to this. So how did you convince yourself to doing do it, knowing what could be coming and how do you respond to sexist responses or trolls? Oh, thanks so much for that support. It makes me feel like emotional, hey, because it's like it's been so overwhelming, like so, so nice. Um, sorry. Oh, my oh God. Don't, I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> We're all crying. <laughs> I think... Um, on that day, I I asked Peter Valandis to come on my show to have a chat about it, and he actually had a funeral. So like I, I like discussed like hope you're okay. And then I thought okay, well I've got to ask Andrew. And Andrew said that he was in and out of meetings, but super excited for 2022 season. And I thought all right, well I've given you both an opportunity, and now I'm just going to write down my feelings because I'm so furious with how these women are feeling. And I think there was a bit of me that was going. I'm so angry for them and I'm angry about this just in general. So, yeah, it was like 10.30 and I was on air at 12 and I just wrote some notes on this pages doc on my computer and thought, yeah, that's good because there's no swearing on that. So if I follow <laughs> that, then I won't swear. <laughs> and, um, oh, you're yeah. brilliant. You're absolutely brilliant. Just, I just tried to stick to script and I could feel myself like heating up at the start and I thought, calm down, breathe, because you can't be crying on air and you'll lose your, your your conversation with your audience if you just get too overwhelmed. So 
um, yeah, I, I don't know how I thought of it, but I just did and I wanted to call them out and I know Andrew is not very happy with me. But anyway, well, here we I, are. I think that's what makes it so much, like it came across so genuine because like you saying, I don't even know what I did. That's because it was so true to how you were feeling. And I feel like that's why a lot of people, us included, resonate with it because mm. we're like, yeah, shit, yeah. Like I'll swear for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was great to see so many like messages after and um and men too. Yeah. And I go, oh, I should have I probably should have said it that way or like but yeah. I could I can't change it. Yeah, now, exactly. Like exactly. Yeah. No, it was phenomenal. And we've uh all touched on the fact that sometimes it's hard to struggle with like you wanna get your point across because you know what you're saying is the right thing to be saying, but it's hard not to come across as like the whinging woman or like the angry girl, which is what people can be so quick to label you as. So it it was awesome and I think it struck a chord with a lot of people. So don't even worry. Um <laughs> The chicks so are behind you. <laughs> we're behind you. So from here, what do you think is the most important step that as fans and spectators and lovers of the game and of women in sport that we can do moving forward? Yeah, I think uh, we just keep the conversation going while it's hot. That's a big one. Um, and as hard as it is, it's trying to get the, the men on board too. So now we've seen the start of it. Christian Welch has come on board and um, he started to voice his opinions. We love Welch. Yes, the best. I know. I'm a big fan. <laughs> um, he's so great. And, um, yeah, it, it only takes one. And we actually had a conversation earlier today and I just said, like, I don't think you realise the impact you'll have on these women. Um And as soon as he posted, like, Kate about Caitlin, the New Zealand girl, um, she messaged just with crying emojis. Like, she couldn't believe that a male player actually cares. So I just think it's going to become increasingly huge over the next few days because as soon as a male weighs in, it escalates and people start caring. And I don't (laughs) want to say that sarcastically, but unfortunately it kind of is true. Yeah. Um, And hopefully these big dog journos start start writing about it and apply some more pressure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, awesome. Uh, For you personally, what do you hope changes from here? What is your, say, 12 months down the track if this situation to arise again? what, what What are your hopes? Oh, well, I wouldn't be writing a letter. I'd probably just be swearing on air. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I really hope we don't go through something like this again in 12 months, but it's kind of inevitable. Um, And it may not be in rugby league, but it may just be another thing or another barrier in women's sport. I think the NRL have a lot to learn from here. I hope that there could be a working group, a bigger working group, because it's the same people who work tirelessly. And unfortunately, those people who are behind the scenes who work tirelessly on uh, informing the women of what was happening are now being blamed because uh, the faces in Abdo and Volandis are are going to probably cop some criticism. Mm. So it's really unfair to the people who actually work hard. But Valandis and, and the working group don't actually listen to, to the people behind the scenes enough. Mm. It's catch-22. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I sort of probably got lost in my thought there, but let's hope that there's a board. And right now the, the women just want financial compensation for the work they've done and to just have security um, in their contracts in 2022. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That was one of the things that really 
shocked me when I was listening to Ali on that live, the way that it's like the five separate contracts for the different, like, I mean, I know nothing about like legal stuff, but surely like, you know, uh, I don't know, the work kind of, um, what's it called? The I've just completely... The working group or CBA? Uh, whatever protects people when work bad things happen work at work. Work No, work is compensation. Work, work is, yeah. Oh, it's my whatever. God. Whatever it is. This, my brain's turned to mush in lockdown, I swear to God. Protection. Um, protection. Anyway, there's no protection. Exactly what you're saying. So <laughs> it's, um yeah, it's, it's one of those things that just doesn't make any sense. But I guess to kind of, as we get towards the end of this chat, to get a bit more of a, a brighter note, who are like some of your favourite female rugby league players to watch or who are you going to be watching when it's that 2022 full year of women's football, as they've been saying? Whew. Oh, um, I I do think that Ali Brigginshaw just oh. has this incredible ability and, I, and I'm probably unbiased because I've got to know Ali quite well, but how she just continues to stay with the game blows my mind. Yeah. Tamika Upton's not even human. Oh, she's a freak. Um, she's a freak. She? Yes. Like, I used to, oh. I played touch footy. So I fangirled on her when she was playing touch. And then she moved to footy and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Look out. Yeah. Freak. I'm warning you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and then there's a girl called Emily Curtin who's going to play in the halves for the Eels. And she's just been killing it in the Harvey Norman Premiership has just waited for her chance and, um, yeah, hope she smashes it as well. That's cool. amazing. A few. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of them. And what about for yourself in your own little journey? Um, are there any goals or things on the horizon that you're, um, yeah, looking forward to ed- other than coming out of lockdown and having a bit more of a life? <laughs> um, I would love to get more into the commentary side of things for footy. So um, I'd love to be doing – uh, color commentary or play-by-play for the women yeah. um, and the men as well. So that's that's what goal I'm trying to work towards. And I got to um, do color commentary with Jimmy Smith for the Women's Origin this year, which was sick. Awesome. Um, yeah, like it's it's super fun, and that's where I want to go. I think. Amazing. Cool. Awesome. We can't wait to see you doing yeah. all that. Well, and now- thanks, girls. It's just like so awesome to to talk to someone who's so passionate in this way. I think that um, for me, and I, I'm sure that Keely and Georgia agree, we want these conversations and these tough conversations to continue because it's the only way that change is made. So, yeah, we, we love it and um, appreciate what you're doing. You've Aww. been a spearhead in applying the pressure for sure. So I'm sure a lot of women in the field feel a lot more confident knowing that someone like you is on their team. So. Thank you. You guys are bloody lovely. Thanks, girls. (laughs) So kind. Uh, Well, yeah, no, thank you so much um, for your time. Stay safe in lockdown. And when it's all over, we've got to get a drink. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Mad Monday. Mad Monday. We we could do a Mad Monday just for fun. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm on the margaritas at the moment. They're great. Amazing. I think I'm making my chest red. I think I'm having reactions. I can't stop drinking them. You oh, just got to push that's through. So good. Oh, yeah. that's so good. No, that's unreal. Thanks, ladies. Oh, we yeah, love thank it. you. No, thank you so much for coming on. That's okay. Thanks again. No, Bye. that's all right. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this bonus episode of Chicks and Balls, the podcast. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you hit that subscribe button and give us a five-star rating. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure you hit that follow button. 
Otherwise, you can catch us on Instagram at Chicks and Balls Pod, on TikTok at Chicks and Balls Pod, and on Twitter at Chicks and Balls No Pod. Other than that, we'll catch you next time. Bye.